1: going to come in all out of breath tc be like ah,
2: ah, ah, oh my god ah. i have to tell you about this thing i just watched tc comes from a long lineage a huge lineage of <laughs> runners and race walkers so he's not coming in winded unless he's been running all day
0: yeah i did full marathon before beginning this this is, this is what's happening right now yes i do have a background in running that's not what this is about
1: <laughs> prep work
0: prep work there we go Boy Harsher's new album, The Runner, official soundtrack, is the fifth release from the band and is not a traditional album. It's the soundtrack to a short horror film written, produced, and directed by the duo. This is the third movie score they've produced. But this is not a movie. This is a 39-minute series of connected music videos for this concept album as a story told in music as much as visuals the runner follows a strange woman as she travels to a secluded rural town where her violent compulsions are slowly revealed the story intertwines with boy harsher performing on a public access channel while being interviewed their music scores the strange woman's descent deeper into the unknown but this is not a feature film and eight minutes of the 39 minutes is credits but who is Boy Harsher? What is this all about? Boy Harsher is an electronic music duo. The band consists of vocalist Jay Matthews and producer Augustus Muller. They call themselves Dark Wave Music, which, Chad, you mentioned before we started recording. You
2: had to look up. I did. Have you guys had up. to
0: look up Dark Wave? Yeah, really?
2: Wow. What
1: did it say, Chad?
2: There's a genre of music called Dark Wave, and this is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Well, they also consider themselves the founders of minimal synth, which is hard to argue with, given that they literally say in the film, with synth, you just hold down one key and sweep the cutoff, and it's a whole track. As for the story here, as explained in the film itself, in the least affected voice possible, the runner is a monster who is reckless and out of control, pure evil. There's a human side to her, too, and we should be able to relate to her. I am T.C. of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by some of my favorite evil monsters, Tessa.
1: we know wee a wee Hey.
0: Drew? Agreed. <laughs> and Chad.
1: <laughs>
0: I... Thanks, oh. Drew. Okay, what do we think, squad? Can we relate to the runner? Physically, no.
1: So, is she pure evil or human and relatable?
0: Uh, some people who are human are... Pure evil.
1: I don't know if they're that relatable.
0: (laughs) I don't know if this story is relatable. Reading the synopsis, which was described on the band's official website Mm -hmm. describing the album, yes, that's what we watched, but it's not interconnected very well. Mm -mm. It's filmed in such a fashion that it looks like it was done on VHS 25 years ago, and the acting quality of this is on the level of Troll 2. Oh, my God. When that kid gets up and runs out of the house and she looks at him through the window and he sort of just flails his arms as he crosses the yard, I laughed. It was not supposed to be
2: funny.
1: She's eating him. <laughs> Anyways.
2: <laughs> Look, it's it's a concept album by, sorry, Drew, a dark wave band. I don't think it's meant, I mean, it's meant to be a horror short movie concept, whatever, but it's also not meant to be taken seriously, I don't think. I hope not. I feel like they make fun of themselves the entire time. Yeah, the cable access, local cable
0: access interview style filming makes it feel very ironically funny, I guess. It's on Shudder. This is where it's going to be released. It's getting a very limited theatrical release, and then it'll be presented on Shudder. So it's horror. Esque, I
3: guess. Yeah, when I first heard about this movie, I thought it was going to be some kind of slasher film with somebody that was a runner, that was a marathon runner, and that was out in the woods and got into some kind of issues and problems and, and got uh, accosted by someone. And you don't really know what the story is with the actual runner in it. I guess, I don't know if she goes by the name King Woman, or I think it's mm-hmm. just, she's the, the actress, Chris Esfandari, I think she's maybe in the band King Woman. I love Access television, and I'm a huge fan of that. And I'm a huge fan of Darkwave. Or at least, you know, Dream Pop, too, which is really just kind of Darkwave is really kind of it's a darker version, right, of, of of Dream Pop. I mean, if you like Bauhaus, then you probably like Darkwave.
2: I'm going to take your word for it.
0: Chance is <laughs> staring at you like you are saying words.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, real quick, like John Carpenter, like I love that style. Yeah. Like his 80s synth so I was immediately taken in by the soundtrack. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what genre it was, but I could tell you I would like that sound to horror. Yes. Like, I love it. Me too.
3: Me too, definitely. And so immediately, you have two things that are really going to be in my wheelhouse, and it's access television, and then that kind of like synthy, you know, dream pop kind of sound. So I liked the atmosphere of the whole thing, and I hate the term mood piece, mm-hmm. but that's totally what this is.
1: I think it was definitely pretty light on plot and, like tc said interconnecting pieces as it were i I did really like this sort of like vintage and public access and kind of like late 80s early 90s sort of aesthetic but that first like tv that was supposed to look kind of grainy i don't know just didn't look quite right i think it was a little too the green screen was
2: terrible on it yeah Mm -hmm.
1: it was pretty rough like the the grain was also all too consistent i don't know some of the stuff they were trying to do with that didn't Quite get the dismount on that? Anyways, whatever. Didn't land it. But yeah, the fact that the Runner soundtrack exists in the world itself, they're kind of doing the whole meta thing as well, Mm -hmm. which I'm not against. But I wish we'd gotten a more idea of like, who is she running from? Who is this guy calling her? What is she? Is she an alien? Is she a monster, a ghoul, a revenant? Like, what's going on? More questions.
0: Conceptually, there's a lot of cool stuff here. It just wasn't enough to really pull me in. I had more interest in just listening to the music, which Mm -hmm. I feel is the whole point here. There are concept movies based on concept albums like The Wall. Queens of the Stone Age has a great LP that they released about five, six years ago. That's all animated to the Dark Tower aesthetic. Chad, you brought up the Beastie Boys earlier.
2: Yeah, Beastie Boys released a short 30-minute film when Hot Sauce Committee Part 2 came out has a bunch of celebrities in it. Super easy to watch. It really doesn't have a cohesive story, kind of like this. And I feel like these types... If this was a feature length, I would normally agree with you guys that it definitely deserves like more of an arc. We need to know who she is. But I don't think that's the point of this. Mm. Like you said, TC, the credits were like seven minutes long. It's a 30-minute short music video. And music videos, yeah, can have a story, obviously, but they don't necessarily have to. This isn't trying to be the wall. Exactly. I feel like at least for me personally, once I got over that, I enjoyed this a lot more besides enjoying the music right away. I wasn't really sure about this. But by the end of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I could have spent a couple weekends making this. And then I would have done like the visual effects remind me if I were paid to do everything on the post production. Like, hey, Chad, you're going to edit, you're going to do credits. Also, can you do all the green screen too? I'm like, I can do it. Probably not going to be the best, but hey, you know, we got a budget and whatever. Hey,
0: not the best is what we're going for here visually.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> it's public access, people. It's
0: interesting to me that this touched a lot of the veins you like, Drew, in it being cable access or public access, in it being synth. Did it transcend beyond those likes? Like you like those things, but did this elevate it to any point?
3: No, because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sitting there trying to figure it out. I didn't care, you know, plot or, or if, if there was one or not that wasn't. Interesting to me, I think that it wasn't uh, the story; it was just kind of sitting there and kind of feeling what you're feeling. And once you put it down, uh, you want to go smoke a cigarette. Like, I mean, if I if I still smoked, I this this would be the perfect thing. I just would want to just chain smoke through this entire thing. <laughs> this would never be a midnight movie or anything like that, but it is perfect for streaming. It, it's nice that it's kind of finding a home. And but yeah, it wasn't uh, affecting in that way, and, and it also wasn't frustrating in that way. I wasn't frustrated by by what was what was going on or what wasn't happening.
0: Yeah, this didn't hit me like Fried Berry. Did she had to believe we watched Friedberry? <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. was just bonkers. <laughs> it was incomprehensible at times and gross and offensive in not cool ways, if that means anything to you. There were some really neat ideas here, and I just would have preferred more. Honestly, I would have preferred a more cohesive story. I would have preferred better performances from the actors. If their intention was to have bad acting, they crushed that, I'll tell you, that much. <laughs> Even the simplest things of, like, glancing to something or adjusting something on a piece of clothing was so acty, right? There was no reality to it. It was very much, oh, okay, we're going to roll camera on this. We're only going to get one take. Just look concerned. Does this look concerned enough for you? Yeah, that's great. Great. Let's move on. And that sloppiness. <laughs> from a film perspective, hurt this for me. This was not enjoyable to watch from a filmmaking perspective while still being enjoyable to listen to. Just the music, not the performances. I'm criticizing this thing. <laughs> that's
3: kind of the thing, right? It's, are you trying to emulate the shot on video aesthetic or the access television thing? Are you trying to do bad acting? And, and if you're doing that, if you're trying to be kind of a, a B-movie element, well, that kind of takes the fun away from it, right? I mean, the yeah. the, the thing that's great about B-movies or, or a DIY stuff or shot on video stuff is that I think everybody that's working on it is trying to make something good. And if you're trying to make fun of that, then it never works. So if they were trying to do that here then it doesn't work
2: i would also argue to a lot of the performers in here at least the main actors were musicians musicians aren't always good actors this is true. That's not everyone can be bon jovi I, I would have gone somewhere else but good for bon jovi <laughs> i mean you could have gone topical with lady gaga
1: yeah i really liked Cher and the witches of eastwick though <laughs> gotta say
2: anyway bet midler
0: Beaches. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are we just going to name mm-hmm. better Yeah. <laughs> we're just <laughs> better on musicians. We're now. <laughs> <laughs> Being on Shudder, I expected this to be more horrific, being that this is going to a streaming service known for horror and and indie horror, I expected better from this. Hmm. It does feel perfectly suited for something like YouTube. It feels perfectly suited for film festivals where you get varying degrees of quality.
1: Have you been watching Shutter TC? <laughs> <laughs> I Apparently have. not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love Shudder, but it, it belongs on there for sure.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I suppose I'm giving a streaming service made by AMC, known for horror, a little too much credit. What I love about horror as a genre, it's the most forgiving fans. Oh, yeah. Because fans of horror are going to indulge in the best of the stuff and the worst of the stuff and love it just the same. So this would have been more enjoyable to watch with people. I watched this alone, watched in a dark room, tried to set a mood for myself as I indulged in it. And maybe with a group of people watching this, especially in a theater of horror fans, I could have found more enjoyment in this. Yeah, I think if you're a musician and you're a horror fan,
3: which I'm one of those, then I think it's going to be right up your alley. I think it, especially if you have a keyboard
0: or a, a sampler handy.
2: Yeah, I'm with Drew.
0: I do love synth, man. I write to the lo-fi station that everyone (laughs) listens to, that girl with the cat, and she's typing on her computer. So I love synth. I love moody, tonal, atmospheric stuff that's non-lyrical, preferably. I dug it for that. But if we go on any further, our review is going to be longer than the movie itself. So why don't we just move (laughs) ourselves into some final thoughts here. Tessa, could you go first?
1: Sure, sure. I would definitely describe this as very, like, artsy, indie, experimental, long-form music video. I don't hate it. I don't love it. The music's amazing. I kind of wanted a bit more from the story, but that's okay. It's supposed to evoke an emotion. And it seemed like this girl who was turned to violent means was... Kind of sad and sort of trapped in this cycle of her own making, sort of. Obviously, she's running from something, what we don't know. Lengthy music video or music-heavy short film, you decide, something in between. It was a little disparate at points. i I probably still give this about seven out of ten pairs of blood-splattered, white, chunky running shoes.
0: <laughs> My favorite kind. Mm-hmm. Jed, go for us.
2: I agree with some of your points, but I honestly think this is better than what TC and Tessa are giving it, which is fine. It's going to be a split. I think its strongest points are the fact that there's really no story to it. It's just a moment in time, and we're following this person's journey while having a kick-ass soundtrack to it. I would say as a horror fan and as a huge John Carpenter fan, at least give it a shot. Like, it's 30 minutes long. You're not going to waste too much time. And if you hate it that much, then come hunt me down. Whatever. So (laughs) I'll give this movie the runner. Eight and a half chest bursting Molaron heart pulls from Temple of Doom out of 10. You want to watch The Runner? Then you can watch it in hell.
3: (laughs) Drew, go ahead. I didn't think that Temple of Doom would be a reference. But Maybe Molaram's a fan of Darkwave. He looks like it. He, he totally does. You touched on the length, Chad. I think that's really what it has going for because you're in the headspace of trying to review this or trying to have an opinion of it and you're like, well, it's, it's half an hour. It's it's 40 minutes, so you can't really <laughs> um, review it as, as a feature and it's, it's kind of you know in that in-between place. For another Indiana Jones quote, it's in the space between spaces. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. I do think that Shutter's a great home for it, but I think Night Flight would have been a really mm-hmm. good uh, home for it too. Night Flight Plus, uh, they're doing some cool stuff, and they have you, you can take some rabbit hole dives down some of their like long form videos, and and they're they're really more of a music channel, so I think that would have been a good home for it too. So yeah, if you're trying to program something for some friends and you're looking for something in between horror films, if you're watching something on Shudder, have one horror movie first, then put this on in between and then uh, put something else on for a cool double feature and a cool night. I think
0: that would be great. I'll give it three out of five sample pads. Very good. Chad, you said Tess and I were being mean to it, but what I'm about to say...
2: I didn't mean that.
0: Well, I'm going to be meaner than Tessa, so she will seem nice by comparison. (laughs) I like
1: synth a lot, so I'm very forgiving and I... Did public access for a hot minute, so.
0: (laughs) Well, Lewis Black, the comedian, has a bit, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Music videos have nothing to do with music. Music videos are to music what KFC is to chicken. Music videos are visual. They go in your eye. Music goes in your ear. Ear, eye, eye, ear. Big difference. And music is like a drug. When you hear it, you have visions, and that vision can change over time. Or remain the same. Like when the first time you're in love and you hear a love song and you think of that song every time you see your significant or you think of your special someone when you hear that song. And then two years after you broke up, you're in a bar and you hear that song and you're like, son of a bitch, give me a Jaeger. (laughs) But whatever your vision is, Lewis Black wants to tell you this. If you're watching a music video and the video is exactly the same as your vision, kill yourself. Kill yourself. (laughs) I didn't want to kill myself watching this. That's far too harsh. But yes, I do think music videos are fun companion pieces to songs. But ultimately, I find music to be better experienced with your eyes closed and your imagination creating the visuals. I have to look to The Runner as a film only. The acting is bad, the camera work is amateurish, and if it was intentional, then it wasn't good there either. The story isn't clear enough. If this was a good film, that lined up nicely to the album, a la Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz. That would be cool, but Oz is a good movie from the start. This is not. I would listen to this score again. I love tonal synth music, and this would be great moody background music to write to, but I will not be watching this again, and I won't be recommending it to anyone unless you're a fan of what you've heard here so as an album, I'm giving this a 7 out of 10, but as a movie, I'm giving it a 3 out of 10 Bloody Fist Through Chests as well. See? I told you I was going to be a little meaner.
1: Now you're going to run away. <laughs> catch me if you can, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the producer of this film's going to be like, "You said what about our movie?" You can't run, catch me. DC, I'm run. run! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I suppose if I wanted to be really glib, I could be uh, run away from this movie if you can.
1: <laughs> God.
0: Drew, you can use that the next time you write an article. That's a very Gene Charlotte of you.
2: (laughs) Drew's like, yeah,
1: thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get right on that. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) TC.